a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by Martin Lifefield. Martin, you may uh, recall has been on previous podcast episodes. Today Martin's going to be speaking with us about something which he's very, very qualified to speak about, leadership. And more specifically, morning rituals so that morning um seems quite appropriate martin just to say good morning to you and welcome well well, good morning right back at you it's it's a pleasure to be with you again paul and with your uh, your audience so i know that this from the conversations that we've had uh, off off air martin that this morning rituals focus if if we can call it a focus for the time being is very very important to you why well, I, I think it begins with kind of this a notion, which is uh, how how you begin your day has everything to do with the kind of day you will have. Doesn't that make sense, Paul? As mm. simple as that is, that how we begin our day has everything to do with the kind of day we have. And uh, certainly, as I've read and uh, listened to people far wiser than me, far more successful than me in this uh, game of life, as you uh, aptly entitle your, uh, your, your podcast, morning rituals, they, they all have them. They all have a way of, of focusing their day uh, by starting the day uh, with a certain set of rituals. And uh, <clears throat> I've over the course of my, uh, well, I would say uh, nearly 45 years now, have had a set of morning rituals that I've begun virtually every day with. And uh, the length of this uh, time uh, that I call morning rituals has kind of grown and expanded over the, over the decades. But I've always begun my day uh, with certain elements. And uh, so, you know, 45 years ago, I didn't know that this was going to be something that would become so pivotal and core to uh, my ability to uh, hopefully be impactful in the world, but it has. And uh, again, as I mentioned uh, along the way, I've come to learn that it, you know, having a set of defined morning rituals, deliberate morning rituals, uh, has led so many others to be, um, you know, very successful as well. So, um, y- you know, uh, what I do, what you have to do, I think, is you have to rise early. And uh, nowadays, I'm getting up around 4.30 a.m., 4.30 in the morning. Um, I think if you get up around 5, hopefully you're up before anyone else in your household, if there's others with you, before uh, it gets too noisy in your life. And rise early. And um, many people will advise start with exercise because of what that will do to invigorate the body and 
and, and your your mind, your spirit. I tend to start a little more slowly than that. I stretch, uh, Paul. I think five you know, minutes or so is just stretching, and uh, but then I move in with my my favorite coffee and uh, sit down in uh, the place I always sit in, and I, I begin a time of uh, meditation and prayer. Uh, uh, reading uh, more spiritual reading, some leadership reading, uh, doing a great deal of journaling. I'm a big believer in the value of journaling in order to, uh, you know, write, uh, reflect on my day, um, what I'm thinking about, how I'm feeling, and uh, to under better understand what's going on within me. And uh, I take the time to do that. And, and then I move on to, um, I, I have what I call a, a one-page personal professional planner. And if, if, if you're any, any in your audience are, are interested, Paul, they can go to martinlifel.com and download uh, a you know, free template uh, uh, that provides some guidance as to how I've styled it. It's one page. I'd like to keep my life simple. And I read this page every day. And it starts with my overriding position or purpose statement. Uh, right now, it's four sentences long. It's been as long as five sentences. And then I move to a set of highest, my highest values. And, uh, and then I move to my aspirational goals of five and ten years of life. And these are both personal and professional, mind you. And then I get into annual and quarterly goals, both on my personal and professional side. And I, I have all this um summarized in this one page document every morning i read this document and many mornings uh, you know i read it out loud to myself paul in effect you know i gotta i gotta wake up and pay attention to this and it's a document i'll formally review quarterly and annually but i'm i'm changing the tense of a word or replacing an adjective you know during the course of a quarter, sometimes I'll eliminate a goal if I've, if I've completed the goal and I might add another one in its place and so on. But it's this living, breathing document. And what's still powerful about this for me and why you know, I'm going on about it right now, Paul, is what it does for me is as I review my overall position statement and my highest values, I'm kind of getting myself back aligned with what I believe to be most important about me, my life, what I'm about. And this I found to be so very, very helpful because it crystallizes again, crystallizes again for me, who I am and how I'm going to go forward and engage. So after this kind of thoughtful review, working off a one-page document, because I like to keep it simple because I ain't that smart, uh, <laughs> then I'll move into my daily preparation and say, you know, I'll pull out my calendar. I'll look at my, you know, my, my professional as well as my personal responsibilities, goals, activities, priorities for the day, and I'll organ my, organize myself for the day. And of course, uh, you know, this is basic leadership 101, but among my various, you know, top priorities, I identify what steps are absolutely most essential that I must accomplish during that day. And so uh, as I launch into my day, I do my very best as quickly as possible to address those as comprehensively as I can and bring them to conclusion. 
and this daily preparation then uh, in this this set of morning rituals becomes very practical. And so with that done, I can go into the day and I go into the day again, clear about who I am. I've kind of regrounded myself in, in, in you know, what I believe my relationship with the, the God whom uh, I have a relationship with. I've reflected upon my state in life, uh, where I am this day, how I'm feeling about this day, excited, apprehensive, fearful, nervous, and so on. And I organize all that around what I'm really all about. So I get to go into the day, in a sense, exploding because I'm so prepared, I'm locked and loaded. And you know, Paul, and certainly in our in our lives, both personal and professional, you know, once the day's gotten underway, we don't know what that day's gonna bring. Mm -hmm. We don't know what kind of disruptions, we don't know what kind of interruptions, we don't know what kind of things are gonna sideline us and preoccupy us because, uh, you know, we couldn't anticipate them fully. And by getting this kind of clarity to begin the day, it's so helpful in terms of keeping my eye on what's most essential I must get done. And yet at the same time, have the capacity, have the bandwidth, if you will, in order to accommodate that which comes towards me that I have to respect and be responsive to. I think sometimes, you know, we can get so locked in to all the overwhelming responsibilities we have and all the details that come along with each one of those responsibilities that people feel like we're unapproachable like our heads are down you know our brows are furrowed you know we're tense we're working intensely and people don't feel we're approachable but i found you know one of the positive attributes that comes out of this clarification process to prepare me for the day is that I can I, I can be much more accommodating to the unexpected. Not that I always welcome it, right? Because a lot of it's can be very difficult and challenging, the, the grinding side of work. But I'm in a position to more welcome it because of this kind of clarity. And when I, on occasion, when my values, you might say, are challenged because something of a value orientation is coming uh, into my life, I'm clear again because of how I've organized myself at the beginning of the day to be able to handle what that what comes my way, which might in some way conflict with what matters most to me. Let me stop there. I've gone on a bit. I'm wondering what you, you're thinking, Paul. Um. I was just mesmerized, Martin, because I love you used the word a few times and I'm a massive advocate of this word simple. Isn't it true that as we work towards mastering the game of life and, um, you know, let, let's I mean, let's let's kind of put that. Let's just hold that thought. Mastering the game of life is a concept. It's a bit of a misnomer because isn't it true, Martin, that we never actually it's a bit like a vision. We work towards it and we get higher and higher and higher, but we never actually master it. So it's a bit of a misnomer is mastering the game of life. But at the same time, we're moving higher and becoming better and more able to to cope with the challenges that you was alluding to there. 
And listening to what you were saying there, Martin, what was going through my mind was the fact that what you're saying there is preparation. You know, you're up at early doors, four o'clock in the morning, you're doing, you know, your exercise, uh, you're stretching, your coffee, your meditation and prayer, your journaling, your one page personal planner. That's all wrapped up in that, you know, that groundwork, that, that preparation for, okay, day. I know what I'm about. Let's see, you know, I'm certain now about my day. I've got that solid foundation of, of certainty. Um, and, you know, our listeners know that, you know, we've done quite a lot of work around the six human needs and certainty being the first of those. Mm. So what you've done there, Martin, in my humble opinion, is created that solid foundation of certainty, which will then, you know, create this space for the uncertainty of living in the moment and what the day might throw at you. Uh, I think it's I think it's it's brilliant in its simplicity. I really do. I love it. Well, that that's good. I, I, mean, I think that's great because, you know, it's it's come over the years to become so obvious to me mm. that I have a competitive uh, advantage going into the day mm. because I've done this work at the front of the day. And uh, we ultimately, uh, I, I dictate the terms of my day and my life, uh, not the forces and the personalities that uh, engage with me during that day. And, you know, that gives that, you know, the fruit of that, I think, is peace. Um, I, I have more peace. Now, it doesn't mean there's not anxiety, worry, fear, tension and and all that, all, all the human stuff we feel. But my core, right, my gut is. I have peace because now let me back up on a, a moment here. You know, it's not necessarily a simple thing to, I, you know, to come up with what I would, I call my uh, overall positioning statement about who I am and what I'm setting out to accomplish with my life. That takes some work. Mm. And uh, you know, I, 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 I've used this uh, very simple technique over the years. And in fact, I've guided others in it. You know, you know, take a a page and your pen and or, or your keyboard and put on the top of the page. I am dot, dot, dot. And then start listing. What you are, mm. what you understand yourself to be, what you're about, just free flow it. Let it go. Don't don't critique it as you do it. Just let it go and let it flow. And then I'll take another page, perhaps on another day, or after a series of days, I, I sometimes work on these over, over multiple days, and I'll write, I will, dot, dot, dot. And this gets to what I want to accomplish with my life. Starting with I am it, it, it is perhaps the right thing to do, because what we will accomplish should flow out of what we under, who we understand ourselves to be. Mm. Now, by working through an I am, I will kind of, uh, you know, uh, exercise, what that has helped me to do originally, and it continues to help me uh, frame that overall positioning statement that that is the core of who I am. And out of those exercises, it helps me identify what my highest values are, because it, you know, we only have one shot at this life as, as far as we know. 
And, um, you know, the clearer we can be about that, the more impactful we can be. I happen to be one of those who believes, and Paul, I'm sure you do too, and probably most all of your audience, that this life does provide us this great opportunity to have impact. Mm-hmm. To take what talents we have, what abilities we have, what education we perhaps have, and to put it to work in order to accomplish good. Accomplish good in the lives of others, to accomplish good in our world. What a great opportunity we have with this gift of life. And it does, you know, yes, we can be executives at the highest level of uh, corporate uh, corporations or, or whatever sector we might be operating in, but we can people have people be in positions of, uh, of less uh, obvious impact. You know, I think of my dear father and uh, my late father, he died in 1999, and uh, he raised, uh, along with my dear mother, uh, the six six of us children, and uh, he did it on a janitor's salary. So he was his profession was to be a custodian, was a custodian. And I tell you what, Paul, there isn't a custodian in the course of my my life I haven't respected. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't tried in my own small ways to appreciate. And because I know the impact of my father on my life, on the life of my siblings, uh, my mother, on the life of the community in which he uh, and we grew up in and he spent his life in, was profound. So let's not say this is just for, you know, those uh, leaders of the pack. This is, this is, we are all leaders, right, Paul? We are mm-hmm. all leaders. We all have this opportunity to use what talents and abilities, education, experiences we have in order to move out and have impact and help others and help the world be better. And we all have the equal opportunity to do this. We have the same amount of time. And what we have to do is work with what we've got. Each one of our circumstances are absolutely unique to us. And that includes both the benefits and perhaps sufferings and great challenges. But nevertheless, we're each presented with what we've got. So what are we going to do with it? Let's use it for the highest purpose that we can by developing ourselves to to become the greatest people we can, and certainly within our professional lives, to execute, to lead, to provide service as as impactfully as possible. What I love about this as well, Martin, is, you know, I am going to reinforce this word simplicity because it's, it's critical, because it's interesting what you said there about your father, you know, being a janitor, you know, my own mother, God rest her. She was a cleaner. You know, she had five jobs a day. She wasn't an educated woman, but boy, did she have some spirit and backbone about her. And she made the best of what she could um, and was very kind of, re- well, relatively happy with her life. Certainly in latter years, that wasn't the case in earlier years um, because of, you know, the, well, the various experiences that she had. But the point was, you know, in the bigger picture, she did find that happiness. She did find that higher purpose. You know, this is her station, not because she has to settle for it as a victim, which was kind of certainly the first part of her life, but you know, in her own way, she turned that around. It took her three marriages and a lot of guts and a lot of tears. And, um, you know, I'm going to be point blank around this, a couple of suicide attempts as well. 
But okay. that's why your message, Martin, is so powerful here. Because on one page, if you know, on one side of a piece of paper, one page of a personal planner, there's a there's a kind of roadmap, a daily roadmap, isn't it? And I'll say it again, that gives us that certainty, brings in so much stuff like faith. Um, you've alluded to the meditation and prayer, um, you know, and the cup of coffee and all those morning rituals that we're kind of in some respect or other to varying degrees we may or may not do but what this does gives it a kind of cohesive cohesive way of doing it doesn't it well exactly that a ritual so i just want to ask you a question though martin because obviously you know by your own admission um you know you've kind of got this off pat now you've done it many years but for somebody say, uh, well, say for our listeners, thinking, okay, yeah, I like the sound of this. I'll, I'll try this. And as and as is the way, Martin, we can try new things. And it's like after a day, a couple of days or, or whatever, it's like, mm, okay, um, the, the dog needs walking or the cat needs feeding. Uh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. So that brings in the question, the power of accountability. Where does that fit in this Martin, particularly, say, for new people that's, you know, thinking about embarking upon this, uh, um, you know, on this morning ritual approach. Well, you know, one thing to think about is um, I believe it takes 66 days to install a habit. So I would suggest to your uh, audience to um, be you know, decide, maybe it's 15 minutes to start your day. Maybe it's a half hour. Maybe maybe it's an hour. I'd encourage you to get to an hour. But set a goal that for the next 66 days, uh, you're going to pursue this. You're going to pursue the development of your morning rituals. You see, Paul, we all have morning rituals. They're not necessarily the rituals I'm talking about. You know, you, you take out the dog, you feed the cat, as you say, uh, you grab the newspaper, uh, you have a smoke out on your, uh, you know, out on your balcony. Uh, you know, we, we all have rituals. It's, it's, with that said, what are the best rituals? Mm. And that's what I would suggest folks think about is, well, how, what might I add to how I begin my day in order to ultimately make this day a better day for myself? Because as I said at the beginning, you know, how we begin our day has everything to do with how we're going to uh, have the, the kind of day we, we're going to have. Uh, we, we have the power to, to uh, shape that. So I would say set a goal for 66 days. I don't know when is 66 days up, Paul. I guess we're getting into... Uh, April to May to June, you know, uh, it's a few months from now, a couple months from now. Yeah. Uh, you know, set, set the date, set it, set it on the calendar. Um, and then, you know, start with, use your journal and start day one slash 66 and, uh, and experiment. But I would certainly, and back again, you know, at martinleifel.com, they can download, um, you know, free a template for a one page, um, uh, personal professional planning document that, uh, you know, might be, a, I, I recommend as a tool around which to kind of organize uh, this direction. Mm. Do you know what's interesting, Martin, just listening to how, I mean, this has kind of moved on another level for me now. Um, when you can put a time frame on it, 
it's almost like dangling a carrot, isn't it? To say that in 66 days, you know, a couple of months, loosely, just over a couple of months, how transformative a process. And, and you know, even though I've not actually gone through the various or specific steps that you're, you're talking about here, Martin, because obviously they're bespoke to you, but I know intuitively how how profoundly this this works or will work and so to then frame that in okay paul so you're always on about change and transformation but is that going to be today tomorrow next week next month you know will i be an old man or an old woman before that's that's actually evolved <laughs> this frames it martin doesn't it in the in the space yeah. of you know, I know we can't take anything for granted in terms of living in the moment because all we've yeah. got is here and now. But, you know, 66 days, a couple of months is a, is a kind of generally, generally a, a kind of drop in the ocean time wise, isn't it? Uh, I, I, th I, well, I think so. And uh, it could certainly be, become the most important 66 days in someone's life. You know, when I think, if I might just intersect, interject another thought, when I think about morning rituals and the one-page document and all, and that this is not certainly new to me, of course, but this idea of live your life with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Live your life with the end in mind. When I get to the end of my life, if I were to, if I were to write, in fact, I've guided people and done this exercise myself, kind of work on my obituary. What, what would I want it to say? If, if we were to be defined in our obituary by three words that culminate our life, that represent who we were at the core, what would those three words be? And, and live our life with the end in mind. And this is where purpose and impact, clarity about what we're about is so vitally important. It's so valuable because it helps us to do that. Mm -hmm. It helps us with the longest view in mind, right? The amount of time we have, at least in this present form on this planet, what we can do with it. So when I say aspirational goals of five and 10 years, have even a longer goal. Think about, well, the entirety of your life, whatever length of time that might be, what kind of impact do you want to have ultimately? Similarly, when people look back at you and say, well, Paul Lowe was this, that, and the other thing for me and for the world. Martin Liefeld, he was this, that, and the other thing. This is how Paul impacted my life and helped me. This is how Martin Liefeld impacted my life and helped me. Isn't that what we want to hear? In fact, yeah. we won't hear it, and it won't matter in that sense. But back to the, you know, mastering the game of life, I think that kind of meditation, you might say, that kind of thought process you know, uh, journaling about a qu how to live your life with the end in mind is certainly uh, fundamental to um, having the greatest impact possible. Mm. I had a little wry smile there, Martin, listening to you. You was um, giving that overview. And I love the Stephen Covey kind of um, concept. I think it was Stephen mm. Covey's um, his seven habits. I think it was his second habit, begin with the end in mind. You know, where are we no. really going with this? Yeah. And, you know, on the back of that, Martin, I had a little smile as you was talking there about, you know, get it down to sort of two or three words around 
you know, summing things up. And um, for me, I've managed to get it down to eight eight words at the moment, mm. um, <laughs> quite humorously. And this kind of embraces my more colourful, younger days. And my epitaph would be, seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, well, I tell you what, uh, that's that's powerful for you. And actually, it's really you got a great sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, it's got me in some uh, it's got me in some deep water over the years. But that's another time, another place, Martin. <laughs> and humor. I mean, you know, we've just used a bit of humor there. It's so important in our lives, isn't it? No matter what we're going yeah. through. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I know in some of my deepest, darkest days when I was mad on the drink and, I'd, you know, I'd be sleeping yeah. in fields and hedges and it wouldn't yeah. be unusual for me to be found in a ditch somewhere. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing, Martin. I've had, sometimes I'd w wake up laughing and just think, you know what? The only way is up. Mm. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. so in terms of that, that kind of little insight that I've shared there, Martin, around the only way is up, what would be your really, you know, really profound insight to leave with us on this? What's been a fascinating journey and insight around this, uh, you know, this one page personal planner, you know, this this 66 days to success or, or or whatever it is that, you know, this this whole morning ritual concept. What would be the one thing, Martin, that kind of encapsulates all this and to leave the audience with just a few words to think about? Well, you know, I think uh, we talked about this the other day, um, Paul. I, I, I think th what what makes this all work is our believing that we're valuable, in our believing that we're important, mm -hmm. that who we are, where we are right now in time, uh, with the messes we have as well as you know the many good things, we're good. And we're important. Our life matters. And I think if we grab that, believe that, it drives us forward and it gives us strength. It gives us buoyancy in storms. It gives us, you know, that gyroscopic ability to adjust to all everything that's coming our way. Start there. Uh, I would say, Paul and, and, and audience, uh, you deserve to think of yourself in terms of your goodness, your greatness, your possibility, as opposed to our messes, our mistakes. We're about failing forward. We, we, we all fail. Let's learn. Let's embrace the fact that we all fail. That it's what we do with our failures. Let's fail forward. Let's not let them hold us in bondage or hold us back. Let's use them to catapult us to become better people and, of course, better in what we do as well. Mm. In other words, the only way is up. Martin, it's been a pleasure. It really has. I do, you know, on a personal and sort of podcast stroke professional level, look forward to, to these conversations this year. And, you know, your immense wisdom and your humility that is to me a that that shines through like a beacon so mm. thank you very much for that um i just invite you in finally to to share your contact details i know you've already done that a couple of times throughout the conversation but just to reinforce that martin how people can get in touch with you reach out to you 
I w- well, I'd love to hear from uh, anyone and everyone. I can be reached at martin at martinleifeld.com. Uh, also, um, I have a large presence on LinkedIn, so you could message me on LinkedIn. Those, those would be the two uh, obvious places for me. Superb. Thank you. And so there we have it, listeners. Martin Lightfall from St. Louis in the United States of America. And all that remains now is for me to say, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com With any thoughts or questions you may have, he'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 